Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had finished up with uh, uh, a man that uh, had come to Jesus after he had been healed from being blind. And uh, he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And we had said that we were going to pick up with Moses at the burning bush. But I want to introduce a couple of other verses before we go to Moses. In Luke 17, 15 and 16, it says, And one of them saw, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. This is talking about the ten leopards uh, that were healed. And it says, And fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now remember, the Samaritans were supposed to worship up at the mountain. All of a sudden, uh, those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And this man, out of gratitude, was worshiping the Lord. In Matthew, in chapter 28, verse 9, it says, And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. So we see these acts of worship, how spontaneous they are, related to either gratitude or love. Uh, but there is, that, there is that holiness of God that draws us. There's an awe and we are... Present it with a situation where our inner man, our innermost being, wants to just say thank you. Such gratitude. There, there's, there's sometimes lack of words to even be able to fulfill or to say uh, how one is overwhelmed by the goodness, by the mercy, by the love, by the kindness of God but especially His holiness in our presence. In Exodus chapter 3, in verse number 2, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, talking about Moses, in a flame of fire. And out of the midst of the bush he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, <clears throat> I now turn aside, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Verse 4, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And of course, we know the story. He is told to uh, take off his shoes or his sandals for the place where he's at is holy. Now, we have another story. This one is a little bit less common or less thought of or less known. But let's look at an act of worship here. And, and all this has to do with because one is able to perceive the presence of God or literally see the presence of God in the midst of one. 
uh, and or hear the voice of God in his or her life, whether it's audibly, whether it's the inner witness, whether it's in our spirit. Uh, this is what the story says. And, and, and as we look at it, we can, we can draw some great nuggets of truth from here. It says in 1 Kings 19.9, And he came thither unto a cave. Now remember, Elijah had been uh, living off of a meal that had he, had, he had eaten 40 days earlier when an angel came and uh, cooked for him. Uh, twice woke him up out of his sleep where he was at, depressed and everything. And uh, he traveled all the way to Mount Sinai and finds himself a cave uh, to lodge in there. Uh, some have actually thought this might be even the very area, the cliff uh, or the spot where God had actually put Moses when he passed by with all his glory. It's also Mount Sinai that Paul went to and received his revelation of Jesus Christ and the gospel that he preached. It's also Mount Sinai uh, where they receive, where Moses receives the law of God as he goes up into the mountain. So it holds a little bit of significance in, in the sense that the presence of God had been there in such a way that darkness and thunder and lightning and all kinds of uh, events taking place and the people of Israel were terrified. In fact, they told Moses, we don't want God to speak to us directly. We would prefer that he would speak to you and then you speak to us. And many times that's the way that people are today. They would prefer that uh, someone else seek God and uh, they pay the price and they, they hear from God on their behalf. But God wants each and every one of us to seek him. Uh, according to John chapter 4, verse 24, those that worship the Father must worship Him in spirit and in truth, for He seeketh such. Those are the ones that He seeks, those that will seek Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. And it says, as we read it, And He came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. And he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elijah? And sometimes we can ask the question of ourselves, What are we doing here? In other words, what are you doing there? Shouldn't you be at another place, at another spot? What are you doing here? And the prophet responded and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, have slain their prophets with the sword, and I even only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Now there's some very important things that Elijah says here. We don't have time to cover them all. But uh, he was jealous. In, in other words, uh, he really was attached to God and to his covenant. He really was a man of God. 
And then he's concerned for the children of Israel because they have forsaken the covenant that God had made with them. Not only had they forsaken the covenant, they had thrown down the altars that God had said that they uh, were to uh, worship at. They have slain the prophets also with the sword. And Elijah goes on to say, I'm, I'm the only one left. They, they want to do me in also. In verse number 11, it says, And he said, Go forth, this is God telling the prophet, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountain. Remember, it's just like when the Lord passed by and he put his hand uh, over Moses where he only saw the what, what, what we would call the backside or the backward side of God. And it says, a great wind, a great and strong wind rent the mountain. This is what he heard. This is what he saw and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But it says, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. In other words, when you stop and think about a wind uh, to be that powerful, to rent the mountain, the to rent the, the, the rocks, it had to be either like a tornado or like a hurricane of force winds to be able to, to rent the mountain and break in pieces the rocks. But yet, it wasn't all this uh, elevated noise and all this elevated, and I'm going to call it hoopla, that made God's presence there. It was just the wind. And then we have the next one, after the wind, an earthquake. Now, an earthquake, it can really tear apart the ground. And everything that's up on top of it. But yet the scripture says in verse number 12, 1 Kings 19, 12, And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Notice we have the wind, we have the earth, we have the fire. Those are many of the things that people in the past worship. No different than today. That people literally worship this earth. They're more concerned about the earth than they are about man's soul. You know, we can call them by many different names, but they're worshipers of the very things that appeared unto, but yet they didn't speak. The wind didn't speak unto Elijah. The earthquake didn't speak unto Elijah. The fire didn't speak unto Elijah. But it says, then after the wind, after the earthquake, after uh, the fire, a still, small voice. It's that inner witness, that little, small, still voice that we hear down deep in our spirit. Not, not necessarily or so much many times with our physical ear, but that small, still voice that spoke unto him. And it says in verse 13, and it was so when Elijah heard it, it was when he heard that small, still voice. Notice, not he didn't bow down or, or worship God when the wind came. He didn't bow down or worship God 
when the uh, uh, earthquake hit, he didn't bow down and worship God when the fire came. But when that small, still voice came, what did he do? The scripture says, and when it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance at the entering in of the gate of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him saying uh, unto him and said what does thou hear elijah and of course that's when he has the conversation with the lord but see he wrapped his mantle right there over his face meaning he covered his face now it was the presence of the Lord in a deeper, fuller meaning. He recognized that little voice because that little voice had spoken to him many a different times. And it's that little voice that wants to speak to us today <clears throat> by his spirit, by his word. And we need to fine-tune it, learn to fine-tune it, to hear. So that he says, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this place? I have another place for you to be. I have another spot for you to be at. I have work for you to do. What are you doing here? Stop and think about it. What are you doing there where you are at? Consider it. Does God have something else different or something more for you? And yet we, like Elijah many times, we're simply in self-pity. Uh, we, we can't seem to get over the hurdle. All the problems I have, Lord, nobody understands. Uh, I'm going through all of this. And I understand this. Yes, we can be going through all of that. It can seem like a tornado. It can seem like an earthquake. It can seem like a fire. But in the midst of all of that, God wants to speak to our hearts, to our lives, if we're wanting and willing to listen with the ear of our spirit and hear that small little still voice. And then, of course, uh, when Elijah does hear it, he covers his face he wraps it up in his mantle as an act of worship. He recognized the holiness of God at that moment. And in reverence and in fear to God, respect to God, he covers his face. Others hit the ground and worship with their face covered by the ground, looking down. As we had uh, seen Joshua and uh, many others. And we're going to be looking at the New Testament, if you join us tomorrow, in the book of Revelation of all the events and all the accounts of where the 24 elders and all those around the throne would fall before the, before the Lamb of God, before God, and worship. Well, but until then, join us tomorrow. The Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption and Redeemer draw nigh. In Jesus' name, amen.